0: From that upcycled life where we believe even the most broken things can be upcycled in the right hands, this is the Reflections Podcast. Welcome to the TUL Reflections Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Fleetwood. Thanks so much for joining me in this space where we get to hang out and look back on the most memorable moments from the recent TUL show and TUL uncut interview. My goal is to inspire you to take a fresh look at your own life and consider how God is upcycling you into something new. Welcome to the finale of the TUL Reflections Podcast. I'm coming to you today all curled up on my cozy bed. I have my weighted blanket wrapped around me, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But this is a bit of a recovery day for me, which I think makes um, perfect sense for me to be coming to you from my cozy bed recovering from a recent surgery, and talking to you today about the story behind the story of that upcycled life. We have reached the end of season one, and in just a few short months, what we kind of thought was the impossible became possible. And so what I'm going to do today is revisit with you where we've come these past few months and Revisit with you the story behind why that upcycled life came to be, how it came to be, and how that in itself was a bit of a miracle. So I'm glad that you're here with me today, friends. This is Laura Fleetwood, host of the Reflections Podcast. And we are going to talk about a story today um, Christine's story. Christine is the founder of That Upcycled Life, and as the final show for season one, show number seven, Christine shares with us the story of her life these past 12 months, and it is a story of twists and turns, of dark moments and light moments of pain and of joy, and it is a sacred story, as all of our stories are. And I'm so proud of her for sharing it with us. And I'm honored to get to recap it here with you today. Um, make sure that you go to upcycledlife.com and watch episode 7 of season 1 because I can do my best here to reflect on it and to share with you um, how it intersects with my story and how it intersects with our stories as a whole but I really want you to hear from Christine's own words, um, what God has done in her life this past year. Um, she shares in this final episode her story of moving across the country and of being diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder, of her journey of seeking who she is with this new diagnosis and a season of feeling very apart from God, not being able to hear his voice, wondering what was next for her, walking into a mental hospital, getting treatment. And then this series of just amazing events where God gives her the opportunity to make homemade pumpkins um, from thrift store pillows and transforms that into a business of Carolina and country and making cute little snowmen, and then this idea to film her upcycle projects and uh, turn that into a YouTube show. That turning into a partnership with Bobby Shea and I to do an interview series and a podcast and and now several sponsorships um, that stem from coast to coast. So it truly is an amazing story, Um, but I want to start at the beginning. Which is twelve months ago, when Christine and her family packed up everything they had, sold much of what they had, and moved across the country from from California rather to South Carolina. I'm going to let her tell you in her own words where she found herself after that move, um, her state of mind, and how that was kind of the beginning of that upcycled life. So here is an excerpt from the um, show number seven from season one with Christine Chapel.
1: You know, the thing with depression, if you experience it for a long period of time, you think that when you go through it the next time, you'll just do better. You'll remember what you learned before and you'll be stronger and you'll figure out how to deal with it all I'll outwill, I'll outsmart this depression. It won't get me again, you know. That just wasn't the case um, this time.
0: You think you'll do better this time. You'll outwill it. You'll outsmart it. Gosh, how many times do we think that of ourselves, whether it's an emotional, mental struggle, or a physical struggle, or a relationship struggle? We put the pressure on ourselves to figure it out and to do better and to be stronger. And my friend, we are not meant to fix ourselves. That is one of the hardest lessons to learn. But through my own struggles with anxiety and um, other emotional issues and challenges and treatment and therapy, that is one of the biggest realizations I came to is that we cannot be our own rescuer. We can turn to the rescuer, to Jesus. We can turn to him. We can surrender. We can do the next right thing. But he is ultimately the one who heals us. And it's a hard realization to come to. And often it doesn't come easily. It comes from the pit, from the last resort, from rock bottom. And for Christine, that realization came from a really, really dark time of suicidal thoughts and an extended period of time of feeling um, really forsaken by God and by herself. And so here's a bit more of her story um, about how she came to the realization that she needed help and that it was time to take that next step.
1: During this whole rebuilding process, I really struggled to find joy in anything um, it was a really dark time and suicidal thinking became an everyday activity and it never left me, you know. And it was a really dark place and it was a really sad place. I knew I didn't want to be there, but I just couldn't pick myself up out of it. And it was going on about 45 days of looking at my Bible and not even being able to come close to it. And this is coming from someone who, you know, before she left Temecula, was all about being in the Bible every day and is so exciting. Has there been a time in your life
0: when you felt like God left you, when you couldn't feel his presence, when there was no comfort in his words, when there was no joy from worshiping him for somebody who's had a relationship with God, those seasons of feeling separated from him can be so hard and they can leave us so weary. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and and you've never had a relationship with God. And so you, coming to this from that vantage point of not even knowing what it can feel like to feel the peace and the love and the and the safety of God's presence. There can be a lot of shame in the struggles that we face. And that shame can seek can prevent us from seeking treatment for help. Because as much as we cannot be our own rescuers We do need the help of our community and we do need the help of professionals and we do need the help of other people who have walked the same roads before us. And I think there's such a stigma still of Christians seeking help for their mental and emotional health. Um, I've had, you know, people say, well, just give it to God, you know, just pray harder, just um, find comfort in the word of God. And I do, but mental health is also physical health, which is why I don't even like the term mental health necessarily, because our body, mind, and spirit are so integrally connected. I know for me, my anxiety had... A physiological route that was exacerbated by stress um, and I needed medical assistance for that I needed a doctor I need medication um, I needed help I needed to walk into a treatment center and say I am NOT capable or knowledgeable enough to do this on my own and looking back now I can see that that vulnerability Um, And actually the strength that it took to ask for help, that was God leading me. Every nurse I had, every doctor I had were the hands and feet of God in my life. And I believe that if you asked Christine, she would tell you the same thing. That prayer she prayed on entering the mental hospital, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. We put our trust in Jesus to bring the right people to our lives to see us through. And He did. He did in Christine's story. He did in my story. Maybe not in our own timeline, you know, maybe not as quickly as we would have wanted. Um, But nonetheless, He does. And I want to share with you just a little bit about why I'm coming to you from my cozy bed today. Yesterday, I had a sinus procedure to open up my sinus passages because they're very narrow and I've had really bad sinus issues the last few years. And what they essentially had to do was break my sinuses. I heard them break. I heard them crackle and break open. But as soon as they broke them, the doctor said, take a deep breath. And I was able to breathe in so much air so much more than I normally could as a result of my sinuses breaking they were opened so that now they worked the way they were intended to and I think that's a great analogy for our lives that sometimes there are things in our life that aren't working right and sometimes that requires a breaking of some kind so that we can seek the treatment and get the help that we need. So looking back on these twelve months, you know, w- with Christine, her her journey across the country and and that stress, then triggering, um, you know, an episode of deep depression, and then seeking help, being so brave to walk in to a hospital and stay there for seven days and get the treatment she needed and a diagnosis, so that she had a path forward. And then asking God what next. And in God's humor and in God's um, divine providence, him bringing her repurposed fabric pumpkins to make and to sell. And who knew that that would take off and become a business for her and a way for her to use her hands to create something that's also um, providing for her family and being a therapeutic activity for her to to do as she, you know, just works through this, um, diagnosis of bipolar two disorder. And I think, you know, a lot of times working with our hands allows our heart to heal and our soul to heal. I think that um, that's something that we miss a lot in today's society when we're spending so much time on computers and on phones is just the therapeutic nature of creating things with our hands. So this business that that, that she created out of repurposing um, items from thrift stores grew to this idea of sharing a video series, of showing other people how to How to do this. Um, And that was the beginning of that upcycled life. And realizing that she wanted to bring in speakers, other women, Christian speakers, to talk about brokenness. And how God had upcycled their brokenness. And um, then connecting with Bobby Shea and myself. And inviting us to be part of this journey with her. This is the thing I want you to know about that upcycled life, is that it was born out of one woman's heartache and struggle. And it was then extended to other women to be part of it. Christine recognized that all of our lives are so much more integrated than we think. There is divine purpose in community And into sharing ideas with other people and inviting them in and um, not doing things alone. You know, in the verse that Christine shared um, about suffering is from Zechariah 2, 5. And she talked about the Lord being a wall of fire around us. And... That just brings so much comfort to me, thinking about the fact that we are protected. We are protected by, by this the divine creator and savior of the universe. Things aren't always happy. We have struggles, but we are protected. And I also love how the... Upcycled um, Minute for this week by Jill McCormick, Um, she talks about shame because I think shame is a root of Christine's story and of my story of this pressure that the world puts on us to hide our brokenness. And that creates shame when we know that we are not okay, but we don't know how to share being not okay we don't know how to reach out for help because nobody has modeled that for us nobody has told us that it's okay to be broken and jill shares about this time when she uh, didn't respond to her children the way she felt she should have and she felt shame about that and i want to play for you what she says about shame And about um, how the enemy tries to use our shame against us. And the antidote for shame. Because these are some very wise words. So this is Jill McCormick from her TUL Uncut interview with Bobby Shea. Listen in.
2: In my anger of yelling at my girls... There's like this wave of shame that rolls over you Mm. that says like, well, good mom would not have done that. Good mom Mm. is always patient and kind and good mom always uses teachable moments and good mom would say, let's all pray about this right now. And you didn't do any of those things and you're a horrible mom. Mm. And I think that shame is that deep feeling inside us that we are inadequate. Like we just know we're There's some weakness and it's been revealed to everybody and we just want to hide. And so I think in our shame, our enemy uses shame. God never uses shame. Mm -hmm. Our enemy uses shame. And because we want to hide, we isolate ourselves. And so we don't open up to other moms about our struggles. We just keep it inside and we, we act like we're okay and we kind of try to hide and God calls us to community. God calls us to confess our sins to each other. And so in those moments when we have <laughs> minutes that really need to be upcycled because we have messed them up so badly, um, our default is shame and hiding But in reality, what we really need to do is connect in community and confess that sin and have that God-centered friend speak truth and life over us that, yeah, that wasn't okay, but God still loves you and you have not scarred your kids for life.
0: Isolation is our tendency when we are hurting Isolation is the enemy trying to keep us from the source of help that God has provided. Isolation is allowing ourselves to turn inward on our pain and on our shame instead of outward to the sources of help that God wants to provide us. And I love how Jill, at the end of that segment there that I shared, talks about seeking out a God-centered friend To help you walk through your shame or your brokenness. That is what we must learn to do. We must learn to reach out. To reach out to Jesus, our Savior. And to reach out to those who he has put in our path. To help us through our suffering. And that is what TUL is all about, my friends. It's about sharing stories of brokenness not keeping them hidden, not keeping those stories isolated, but sharing them into the world so that when you experience pain and suffering and brokenness in your life, you know that you are not alone. You are not alone. There are people like Christine who have battled severe depression. There are people like myself who have struggled with debilitating anxiety. There are people like Jill, who have been ashamed of their parenting. All of us have a story. And when we share our stories and we point to Jesus as the one who brings us through the pain and suffering to the other side, there are amazing, amazing blessings and stories of triumph and joy that will result. That is what that upcycled life is about. It is about taking broken things, broken thrift store finds, and broken lives and sharing how they are upcycled in the right hands. We use our hands to upcycle things because it allows us to be creative and it allows us to give new life to things that were tossed away. And we do that to remind ourselves and to work with our hands so that God can work in our hearts to do the same thing with lives. What an honor and joy it has been this first season to walk with you through thrift store projects of upcycling and stories of upcycling lives. And I am so excited about season two around the bend because we have some more opportunities for you to get involved in these stories. Because as TUL founders, Christine, Bobby, and I don't just want to be on this side of your screen or on this side of the microphone. We want to Invest in your lives and be part of your stories and to walk with you and support you along your path of upcycling pain and suffering. So there's going to be more opportunities to do projects together and to also walk side by side together through Some of our common struggles, uh, mental health struggles, for sure. There's going to be a big focus on that because that is where a lot of our stories stem from. But through all of it, we will be pointing you to Jesus, who is our ultimate healer and the ultimate one who recycles all of our pain and all of our fear. So I want to end this podcast with a final um, clip from christine as she shared in in the final um episode from season one and i'm just going to let her wrap this up for us so i want to thank you for listening in i want to encourage you to sign up on that upcycledlife.com for our emails that is how you will be the first to know about some of these special opportunities that we have coming up for us to work together and for us to be part of one another's stories. So that upcycledlife.com, there's a place for you to enter your email address there. Um, and then for now, I'm going to say goodbye for now as you listen to Christine wrap up the podcast, and um, we will see you in season two, if not before. Until we meet again, be still and keep living that upcycled life. Here's Christine Chapel, the TUL founder.
1: I just can't even tell you that it's only been 12 months since we left California and look what God has done. God will not leave you where you are at and there is a hope greater than what we can see or think or feel and that is Jesus Christ himself. Look at all of the things that you have seen in this story, connect the dots. And then listen to Zechariah 2.5, and I will be to her a wall of fire all around, declares the Lord, and I will be the glory in her midst. The point of this testimony is not my glory. This isn't some kind of happy ending story. I still struggle. We still struggle. We still have financial struggles. I still have emotional struggles. I still have ups and downs related to bipolar. I still have problems with my children and raising, you know, raising children and parenting. I'm learning to trust God with my questions and even when I don't know what the outcome is going to look like and I don't have all the answers, that He will be faithful to me. And that faithfulness sometimes looks like walking walking through a season of suffering. And that faithfulness sometimes looks like walking through a season of success. But whether it's suffering or success, my confidence is still the same. My confidence is that God will not leave me or forsake me, that he will show himself to me, that he is guiding me in the exact path that I'm meant to go. And all of the burdens and the stresses and the brokenness and the troubles and the despair, all of that will one day go away.